Hello and welcome to For the Crown Podcast by me, your host, Enzo, and admin of Charlotte FC Season. Still me. But listen, I'm going to keep it straight and simple with you. I am very, very happy to be starting a podcaster now, especially because I didn't even expect myself to even be starting a podcast. Like, a year ago today, I was like, alright, I mean, I guess I have, like, a fan account, whatever, right? No. Now it's starting a podcast. Like, that's that's big steps, people. Big steps. One small step for man, one large step for mankind type of stuff, you know? Well, not really, but... Anyways, I'm gonna get straight into it. Like, this, this is just strictly Charlotte FC, like, week by week, you know, what's been going on, what's been happening... I hope this grows. I hope I can, you know, connect with, you know, other Charlotte FC creators and talk about, you know, Charlotte FC and, you know, what's, like, what's going on, you know? Like, what's happening? What's happening in the MLS? What's happening with the team? Stuff like that, you know? So, let's keep this, let's keep this uh, nice and quick, all right? I'll, I'll, I'll start with the Academy, all right? Last year, they had a pretty good season. It was the first season, and, you know, We didn't do terrible. I honestly don't think we did terrible. We got a lot of wins, especially two wins against Atlanta United's academy. All right, I'll tell you what. We don't like Atlanta. That's why I'm happy we won those. Second off, we got into the first MLS Next, uh, like, championship tournament, you could say. Sadly, we didn't go that far. All right, we lost to FC Dallas, which, hear me out, FC Dallas have a pretty... Pretty good academy, alright? Like, people like, um, let's see, Weston McKinney, first off. We all know him. He's competing for a starting spot over with Juventus right now. And, you know, that's the type of stuff I, I expect us to produce. People like that. People who can go and make a big name of themselves in Europe. <laughs> and, like, North Carolina native, uh, Busio, you know him. He just signed a big the record contract with uh Venezia. So we'll see. We'll see guys. And you know, I expect our academy to have you know be able to produce players like that. And you know, we just had uh Christian Latanzio. He's uh the assistant coach. He just went over today to, you know, go watch the Academy practice here in Manchester Meadows. And I, I think I think he saw us, you know, produce some good stuff and I'll tell you what. If our coaches keep tabs on the academy right now, right, I we need, we're gonna end up signing. We're gonna end up signing a lot of academy players to our first team. I, you know, I really hope that we don't end up, you know, letting any go. I mean, of course, you know, it's gonna happen. All right, it's destined to happen. It like you know, very few people make it from academy to like the big leagues. All right. So I hope for the best for all Academy players, and I wish them the best of luck, especially this weekend because they start off their their, their um, preseason. The preseason starts this weekend. They play two ECNL teams, both in Greenville, North Carolina. So wish the best of luck for them. I hope they win. I expect them to win. That's all I got for the Academy right now. Nothing nothing big has happened for the Academy lately, but I'll tell you what has happened big that's been happening lately is our transfer rumors. Tiago Gallardo and Zay Gabriel both played with Internacional back with uh, Miguel Ramirez, our head coach, when he did coach there. 
they did win a championship, all right, and Tiago Gajardo is a forward. This is very important for us because we do not actually have a forward. This is something big and something I expect us to sign soon. Is he going to be a DP? I don't know yet, all right? And for those who don't know what a DP is, it's like a player who has very high wages compared to everyone else, all right? I'm not. I'm pretty sure it's if you earn over 10k a week. I may be wrong, but and for Miami, <laughs> I'll tell you what, they got a lot of DPs over there. But it's a shame because Beckham isn't actually the richest MLS owner. It's David Tepper. So props to Tepper for having money but not being able to spend it on his team. But surely wants to get a lot of money out of us. Anyways. Enough with the slander. Um, you know, Zay, uh, Thiago had 28 appearances with 11 goals and one assist last season across all competitions, and Gabriel had 17 appearances with two goals. Now, you know that's understandable. Gabriel's a defender. Thiago's a forward. It's 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 gonna happen like that. All right, that's what the stats are gonna look like. Both of them have fit in Ramirez's system. They've played in it. And, you know, Ramirez knows him well enough. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, we can sign him. If we don't, then, you know, that sucks. But, we'll see. Also, with rumors, you know, I mean, we had Guardado a while back. Don't want to talk about that. And Jamatin Campes. I don't even know what the hap- what happened with that. It was, like, hot for, like, half a week. But I doubt many of you even know, uh, know about that. Anyways, besides from transfer rumors, let's talk about the actual roster. All right, Fuchs. Bronico and Adam Armour are all playing with the Charlotte Independents right now. They have just recently uh, played their first game all together. And, you know, that's good. That's good for chemistry. We want the chemistry to be built up. Will the Independents do good this season? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's great to know that, one, they're playing. They're still playing in Charlotte. And, two, that they're playing together. Now, the two people who aren't playing here in Charlotte is Sergio Ruiz, who's playing with UD Las Palmas in Spain, and Riley McGree, who's playing with Birmingham City in England. Now, Sergio Ruiz is a regular starter, and I love that because, one, he's developing, and two, he's getting, you know, a lot of playing time. Like, you know, that's what we want. He's going to come in the MLS, and he's going to come and dominate. I can guarantee that. Same with Riley McGree. He's playing with Birmingham City and just recently came back from playing with Australia in the Olympics where he had almost, almost had an insane bicycle kick against Argentina, which they won the game. Sadly, it was their only game they won. They did not make it out of the group stage, so that's a little bit upsetting for him. But he's also been playing in the World Cup qualifiers, so, you know, go Socceroos, you know? Hope the best for McGree and Ruiz. Now, Jan Sobosinski, I don't really have much to say about him. I haven't heard much about him. He's not a big media guy, you know, so I don't have much to tell you about him. So now we got that out of the way. I'll tell you what. Charlotte FC and their marketing, all right? Now, I don't know too much about marketing, all right? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a market person. I don't know much about that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you this much. We are not doing as well as we should be doing when it comes to marketing. And you know why? It's because you look downtown, right? Do you really ever see any Charlotte FC stuff being up? Because I don't. Only in the mall they have some merchandise, but that's about it. 
if you want to get your name and brand out there, you need to actually do stuff downtown. Have block parties. Well, not necessarily block parties, but do something, all right? And obviously with COVID still being a thing, I mean, obviously you still want to avoid that, but you need to do something to get our name out there. Half the people, more than half the people in Charlotte don't even know that we have a team coming. And, you know, if you want people in the stadium, if you want people to be filling up the stadium so we don't look like a bunch of idiots on TV, you you got to get it you got to get our name out there. How else are we supposed to be a big team? Like let's let's take Atlanta for example and Austin FC I'll talk about too. Atlanta, they're playing in one of the biggest stadiums in the MLS and heck, good for them, right? They they've had a really good setup. They won an MLS Cup in their first five years. That's insane. Not many teams do that. And by not many teams, I'm pretty sure they're one of the only teams besides, you know, the first people who start playing in the MLS. First, you know, the first teams in the MLS. And I'll take Austin FC right now because of their fan base. Austin FC has done a great job with their fan base. Their fan base is phenomenal. You go to their games and it's electric inside the stadium. And on TV, you see it too. Is their playing the best? Eh, that's that's debatable, okay? Their playing is debatable. But, you know, I, those are two teams I think we should take, you know, example from. And we need to put it in, try to transform it into Charlotte FC's stuff. Hopefully we do. But if we don't, then, you know, oh well. Now we're just, uh, you know... Getting up to 10 minutes, and I'll tell you what, this is like the fifth time I've tried recording a video, and every time something's messed up, but I like to say I'm happy that I'm doing this, and I'm happy that, you know, you guys are here with me on this so-called journey, <laughs> you know? I hope that this the podcast will get bigger, and that I can talk to more people inside the Charlotte FC community, and if you want to be on here, if you want to talk on here, which I would appreciate that some of you do. Let me know. DM me on Instagram. We can, you know, we can make something happen. You already know the Instagram handles and have a good rest of your evening, y'all. Go Charlotte FC.